seen they've been finding body parts in Austin? Yeah, they found like a half a torso, and then they found like some other body. Then they found like two arms. It's like the third discovery of body parts they found in in, in the Austin neighborhood in like a week or something. It's crazy. To me, it's starting to sound like it's the same body though. To me, it's like because they found a torso, then two arms, and I don't know if I heard exactly what the other found the finding was, but I think it's, I feel like it's starting to sound like the same body. Or the Jeffrey Dahmer thing is sending people up. Yep. Or motherfuckers is selling them organs. Or you know it's all kind of possibilities. Motherfuckers yeah. poor man is wild out here. It's super OC out here, son. Shit is wild. Um, I don't know, man. We I guess we, we'll we'll find out what's going on with that, but that's definitely super super wild. What's going on with y'all? Hope y'all feeling good on this here. Wednesday or whenever you are tuned into this edition of Herb and Two, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. My name is Herb alongside Tucson Warner. We are here hanging out with y'all. We talking about issues that impact the black community. We talk about how those issues impact us as individuals and how they impact us as a collective. And we talk through those things in hopes of finding the optimum solutions for how we can overcome said issues. Again, overcome them individually, but perhaps more importantly, at least for the sake of this conversation, overcome them as a collective. Thank y'all so very much for choosing to tune into this conversation. Please feel free if you are watching to leave your comments, share it, share it on your personal page, share it within your personal network, share it with anybody that you think will find some value in this particular conversation. It is our belief that the more like-minded individuals we can get to be in on this conversation, the better the opportunity we actually have of reaching those aforementioned solutions. Gee, the election is over. How many politicians have my phone number? Shit is getting out of hand, son. They've been texting me. Are you getting these text messages? Have you been getting them all month? Mm, I don't know about month. I've been getting them this last week. Though. Off the meat rack, son. Um... But please share the broadcast. Again, this is Herb and Two. This intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. I'm this one on the shirt. I'm not that one. I'm this one on the shirt. His name is Two. He's that one on the shirt. Two. What's happening, good brother? What's up, family? Uh, I'm maintaining, yeah. I'm, I'm just maintaining. You know, I usually say blessed and highly favored, yeah. but today was some bullshit. I'm just hanging on today. I'm just hanging on today, goddammit. Flailing in the wind. Hey, man, fuck you today, you hear me? Fuck you. You all right? Hey, yeah, man. Today been a motherfucker, boy. Hey, man. You Start have, to finish. You have had a very, very interesting day, no doubt. I would say take my perspective on it, man. I always say I ain't had a bad day yet. Certainly, I've had some wild, fucked up days. They'd be like, yo, this OC is hell. But in perspective, relative to other people who have had a very bad day. When we started the show, somebody woke up dismembered in a trash can. Fuck them other people. Today was shitty. Wow. And I'm standing on it. <laughs> Not comparing my days to your shitty ass life. That's your problem. I'm dealing with my problem. <laughs> Fuck your day. By my standards, today was fucked today up. Today was fucked up. <laughs> your shitty ass life is your concern. Fix your shit. Your arm on Laramie and your leg <laughs> Stop walking that night by yourself. God damn it, get a pistol. I don't know what to tell you, but today was fucked up. You gotta fucking relax, man. I'm just saying. God dang, you gotta relax. Not- How do you get killed like that, though? Wow. No, I'm serious. Wow. No, That's I'm what serious. we're doing? I'm, I'm, I'm asking. Right. Hey, 
Hey. And, and again, I don't have any proof. Hey. I don't. I don't have any facts on the case. And I'm not making light of a torso being found in the garbage can. <sighs> what I'm saying to is, it hasn't even, the body hasn't even been identified yet. We don't even know. How the fuck they gonna identify the body? They have the arms now. They can how fingerprint. You it. Identify a motherfucker with an arm. Yeah. Oh. Fingerprints, dude. That's how they identify people. Right. So they haven't identified the body. So we don't even know who might be more than one body. We don't even know who's cousin, auntie, two arms from different bodies at one time. That would be wild. That'd be wild. I'm telling you, like this is Johnny and Charles. It's (laughs) easy. I'm saying that's fucked up. Listen, I am going to not laugh with you about this until (laughs) until I know. How many people I know that were related to these corpses? No, I'm saying it's fucked this, up. This, this Chicago, it ain't that big. You know, you know. You got say, a lot of West Side people. They say black people laugh at their pain. There's a lot of West Side people in our family. I'm black. Yeah, I got to laugh at our pain. That's, that's kind of the way we get through that's it. That's how we deal with this that's shit. That's kind of the way we get through it. We make jokes about all the shit. No, that's kind of the way but we I'm get through it. I'm not making light of it. I'm saying, though, that's a, like, how do you die like that? And I'm, and I'm, and I'm on I think the, you just die any kind of way and no, then they I, cut you up. Yeah, I get that. But I'm talking about the assumption, right? I'm, yeah. I'm assuming, like we were just talking about possibilities before the cameras went on. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, somebody set up organs. Yeah. Right? Now, depending on what organ you need, you can't damage the motherfucker. Right, you but you can't get it. It sounded like the torso was intact. So, I don't know though. Hear me out. Though. Okay. You can't damage the organ. Sure. Right. So I'm assuming if you the murderer, you can't shoot the motherfucker because you can't control what the bullet's gonna damage. All right. So you had to be like a you know a Dr. real Kevorkian killer. Type yeah. Bit. You got to you know. You got to know some shit. Yeah, you got to know some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and the scariest black people are we shouldn't die like that. Because it would take you to be put yourself in a position to die like that. And we the scariest motherfuckers on the planet. We shouldn't be in them positions. We are the most suspicious motherfuckers on the planet. We scary. I know. I mean, I think we scary in some aspects, but not scary necessarily in this type of thing. But I do think we are the most suspicious people on the planet, and so we tend not to find, like, you know what I'm saying? We tend not to find ourselves in wild ass situations. Right. You know what I'm saying? But for some other, like, we prostituting, or we out here on dope, or we. You know, going home with strange and bright man from the bar because he said he'd give us $100 for nude photos. You know what I'm saying? But for that kind of shit, we don't tend to find ourselves dismembered in freezer. I'm not laughing at that last one. It was funny. I, I, guess I mean, I it's got, true, though. I have more empathy for the prostitute and the dope fake. The hundred dollar yeah. I'm gonna get due for these bitches, motherfucker. Fam, come, come on, dog. So I'm saying. Come on, dog. So I'm saying, you can't. I'm at I'm at the bar and some dude is like. Yo, let me buy you a couple drinks. I work in an alternative lifestyle. I don't know nothing about. I mean, I don't, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. That's really, really good. It's really good, man. Uh, <laughs> I've certainly frequented more gay bars than you, um, and you know, I've I've been flirted with, but nobody's ever like, "Yo, come back and take these photos." You know what I'm saying? That's never, that's never, nobody's ever offered me a, a, a huncho for taking my shirt off of no shit. You, you been to the gay bar? Yeah. So, the other, last week, a week or two ago, there was this conversation on Joe Buttons and they asked about that, that, that question specifically. Mm-hmm. Never been to one by my house. Never been to the pub, which I've lived next to for 30 years, but I've been to a couple gay bars for sure. So the question was like, would you go to, uh, no, they were like, if you, if your girl, if you want to do something and your girl won't try it, will you be offended by it? Right? Uh huh. 
And, you know, the question, the answer was like, yeah and no. Right. So they was like, but what if she wants you to do something and you unwilling to try? And they was like, like what? I, you know, I try anything. And then somebody, you know, threw out the curveball, like, let's say she wanted to go to the gay bar. Right. And one motherfucker was like, I tried. If I don't like it, I don't like it. You know, then we leave. But the rest, uh, uh, well, it was more I try it and one me. Right. The one me was like, nah. Nah. Right. And they was, they was shit on him for saying nah. Right. Right, and of course he, I said he the one me, so you know I identified with the, nah. Right, you would, you, I ain't going up in there. I ain't going in there, for what? I think you think you could catch gay. No, I don't think I can catch gay. <laughs> so, I, I, I look at it like this though. I just know I'm not interested, right? Right. It's almost like I tell my son, even like I, I was making light of how do you die like that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Certain environments have nothing to offer me, right? The shit we was talking about with the Migos, I'm not gonna be in the dice game. Yeah. There's nothing valuable there for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not gonna put myself in that predicament. Gay bar, not it ain't about the be it ain't even about gayness. Right. Right? It's about all of the possibilities. And I don't want none of the possibilities work out for me. What are the possibilities? Anything, right? Because I'm in your environment. <laughs> sure. It might look free game. It might look like free game. It might look like I'm on I'm on the menu. I might look like I'm on the menu. And I'm not I would hope that I wouldn't be offended. Sure. Right, but I can't. Who knows? Right. You know My what? Our response might be one thing, and, and that might not be acceptable. You know what's interesting about like, like people who are like not really willing to be in such environments where they like not it's they not their most comfortable around a bunch of gay activity. Um, y'all think every gay nigga like y'all? <laughs> y'all, y'all think they, they be like no? These niggas gonna like me? Like like they selective too? Like you know what I mean? But see, I. I they had the conversation around the gay bar. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a philosophy, though, and I think it's interesting, like, how we leverage the conversation. Sure. It's certain foods that I just don't like. Sure. I've never tried them, and I know I don't want to try them. Yeah. Right? My sister used to eat liver. I'm not eating that, fam. I ain't no liver, not I eating no chillings. I no interest in eating that, ever. I don't know if it's good or bad. Not I'm not that. trying it. I'm yeah. not interested. I saw a dude eating, like, testicles the other day. It's like... And trying to tell you like how to prepare them and shit like bro what but how do you know that like what but i look at the liver conversation Pig just like i look at the gay, the gay the gay bar conversation yeah. i'm yeah. not judging y'all can do what y'all want to do i'm just not interested sure right so why should i be judged under the act of i'm not interested right this nah. but that's what they were doing in the conversation yeah. like nah man that's fucked up you should at least try it if your girl wants you to try it. i don't have to try it oh that's real you know what I mean? I don't have to try it. I'm secure and understanding what I like and dislike. Sure. And that's what it is. No, I feel you, man. I, I've generally only, I've generally had good times, uh, in the few gay bars I've gone to. It just be chill. Like they, they some, they some, they tend to be some partying motherfuckers, some free, oh, just, you know what I'm saying? Just happy, like on some, I guess happy is the you do the lounges. Ironic right? word, but right, you do the lounges. Yeah, yeah, I'm a lounge. When nigga. I was a, not a, a club, a club hopping motherfucker, yeah. I didn't do the lounges. Yeah, for me specifically at that time, nigga, the lounges where you get shot. I'm not going. Mm. It just mm. wasn't my thing. Yeah, just to stay in the lounge. That yeah. just ain't my shit. Yeah, I ain't going. Yeah, I think you introduced me, or you, or maybe it was Mac introduced me to the lounge lizard term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely a lounge lizard. That's, this is more of my thing. It's a little bit more chill, a little bit more intimate. Ain't wild as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Um, but nah, yeah, I've, I've definitely gone, you know, it's, it's whatever, man. But that is definitely, um, I'm not gonna die like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna die like that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but even, even on some straight shit, even though a woman couldn't be like, yo, 
come back to my house. I'm going to take pictures of you for a hundred bucks. Woman, no, the fuck you not. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd like to say no. But I think back to my past. I've done some very <laughs> dumb ass shit. <laughs> oh, listen, I've done dumb shit. Hey, I remember one instance, G. This is a true story. Me and sure. D, me and D was coming from this party or some shit, right? So he was dropping me off at the crib. Throwing D under the bus for no right, reason. But I needed to get something for the gas station before I went to the crib. Sure. So I was like, take me to the gas station. And he was like, no, I'm not supporting that bullshit, right? So I was like, I don't give a fuck, drop me off my car, go to the gas station myself. Right, bitch. Nigga, it's got to be the sun finna come up, right? It's morning time, you understand? It's morning. It's morning. (laughs) (laughs) Sunlight. Now look, so I get to the gas station. Some lounge lizards. It's coming from the 50. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Right? Three of them. I've never been to the 50. Lounge lizard as I am. I ain't even the lounge lizard. I've been to the 50. I've never been to the 50, G. So, I, so it's me, on my bucket list. I don't know why I've never just gone in there. I've never. So been. let me tell you this. This is a patriotic story because I don't talk like this. Yeah. But lounge visits at the gas station. Uh huh. It's cracking. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> it's five in the morning. Of course, it's, it's cracking. It's cracking. It's got to be cracking. It's cracking, right? It's never not cracked at five in the morning. It's three of them in the whip. Me by myself and my whip. Yeah. Mind you, I'm just coming from the club. Yeah. So I get that shit on. Oh, yeah. You understand? Yeah. Got it on. You feeling yourself too. too, You (laughs) hear me? (laughs) And I'm a young nigga, right? So they talking shit. I'm talking shit. It's like, meet me over XYZ. Say no more. It's going down. (laughs) She could have said, meet me at Homicide and Strangulation Boulevard. Okay. She drive off. I'm driving up behind her and I'm noticing. There's a van behind me that seems to be making that return we make. I'm like, this, I, this ain't comfortable. This, this is no bueno. This is some stupid shit. And we ride like, we like old by old block, then we make some turns. Now at the time, I'm super plugged over there because I hoop with all these things. So I ain't really concerned about old block like that at this time sure, of my life, right? Sure. But while we're driving, right? Now imagine it's got to be 530 in the morning. I'm calling D. Here go these bras. Uh, license plates. <laughs> I'm driving, taking my jewelry off. As you should. As you should. As you should. Put shit in the glove. But still going though. Still going though. <laughs> <laughs> and I ain't gonna tell you the end of the story, but it's hilarious. It's we'll tell hilarious. them on Patreon. Um, that's hilarious, actually, bro. Um, nah, man. I, you know, we do, we do wild, we do wild shit. I, I could tell you some wild. Anyway, man, <laughs> it's a win. It's supposed to be a smart show. Yeah, we got let's 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 let's, let's get this thing back on track here before I tell you about. That's what I was young and did a lot of hood rat shit with my friends. You know yeah, saying? man. Yeah, um, had an interesting weekend uh, this past weekend. Shout out to the um, shout out to Justin Fields, man. Um, on, on my on my little bear shit, Justin Fields set the NFL all time single game rushing record for a quarterback. On Sunday, he rushed for 178 yards against the Dolphins. The Bears still lost, but the offense played really, really good. And I think everybody is now reasonably convinced that Justin Fields can be the franchise quarterback that everybody hopes he is. Um, I've been telling people that for a long time, mm-hmm. but I think people are starting to realize, you know, just how physically gifted that man is shorty is nice like you know what i'm saying he still got a lot to learn a lot to put together they still got to put a lot more talent around him but shorty got it like he he got it and 
it'll be nice to see because I've never seen the Bears have a quarterback that had it in my life. Jay Cullen is the best quarterback I've ever seen the Bears have. They didn't have him for very long, and he was inconsistent anyway. But uh, if Justin Fields could be their quarterback for 10 years, that would be phenomenal, like Shorty Cole. Um, but uh, I went out with uh, some colleagues that I work with um, Friday. Of the Caucasian persuasion? I'm the only one of us that is consistently on that beat. Like, Jamal and them ex-cousins? Yeah, yeah. Ex-cousins, because uh, Jamal didn't right, like them Jamal the switch. Right, that's <laughs> back when he was Jake. That's back when he was Jake. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, salute to the, salute to the they weekend. bought all the shots. Hey man, it was just an interesting weekend. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna leave it, we're gonna leave it at that. Uh, it was a late, late night. It was one of those five or six o'clock in the morning. That's what made me think about it. But, uh, either way. Um, today we're gonna get into some of the stuff that's been going on, um, um, around all of this anti-Semitism conversations. There are several different ones, obviously. Uh, the most prevalent one is, is around and involving Kyrie Irving, um, the uber talented point guard of the Brooklyn Nets, who has always been, uh, willing and unafraid to speak his mind, willing and unafraid to be, to stand alone in the face of mass opposition, which I respect, um, be it about the vaccine, be it about flat earth, be it about politics um he's always been willing to stand in that space and if you don't know and i'm sure everybody does uh he recently found himself has found himself in that space again as people are calling him anti-semitic and saying that he was promoting a movie that has anti-semitic tropes in it um i don't think he's promoting shit (laughs) um which is an interesting conversation we're gonna get into about who actually is promoting it you know what I'm saying? And who actually is benefiting from the fucking movie? Talking to you, Jeff Bezos. Um, but nobody's coming to him about that. But anyway, Kyrie, uh, has re- has been suspended by the Brooklyn Nets. Um, he initially, uh, chose not to apologize for the tweet that he made. They said he was promoting the movie because he, he tweeted out, uh, a link to the movie. And, um, so they said he was promoting it. And, Initially, he refused to apologize for it. He ended up coming out with a statement, you know, apologizing, saying, I'm not, I don't have nothing against nobody, Jews included. Um, Ness suspended him, and now they want him to go through this checklist of things, like five or six things they want him to do before he's reinstated to play again. They include things like sensitivity training, uh, meeting with the National Jewish Coalition, whatever the hell type shit. I don't, that's not exactly what it is, but, um, I think they want them to, the, the, um, they want to do all these types of things. And so, um, I don't know, man. I think, I think it's, I think it's weird that you have a group of people that can just say, you can't say shit about us. I didn't say nothing bad about y'all. You know what I'm saying? But you just don't keep keep our name completely out your mouth, out your post. Don't send a link to nothing to say shit about us. And it's kind of fucking wild, man. And it's 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 something that we talked about before. Um, 
in terms of different communities being able to do that and black people never having those same liberties. Because black people are powerless. Right? <clears throat> and that's really the, 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 the crux of the conversation for me. Right? So, in regards to like the, the, the quote unquote Jewish community, I'm no biblical scholar. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm not because I'm just not interested in it. Right? Sure. You, you heard me talk about Mystery Sky Daddy. Yeah. Several times. Like that's how I look at that whole conversation. Yeah. I think when you think about all of the Abrahamic religions, they all have the same story. Mm-hmm. Right? And what you believe is what you believe in, you know, more power to you. I could care less. Um uh, but religion ain't no different than gangbanging for me. You know what I mean? Uh I'm more of a spiritual being. So me, too. me saying that I don't rock with religion don't believe I don't believe in a God. It's just sure. I don't believe in the theory of uh, the Abrahamic versions of this story. Sure. Uh, but when you think about just life on this planet, right? And if God is about the origin of life on this planet, right? When you study this planet, when archaeologists have studied this planet, all life started next to the equator. Right? No doubt. Everybody that's born next to the equator is black. Why? Because the melanin in your skin protects you from the sun. Right? So we get away from the mystical theories of a baby being born out of the sky. Right. And just get into how we understand humanity to be. Everybody came from some black shit. Have to. Just what it is. Not a for debate. (laughs) Science says it's what it is. Not a for debate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... The further you further, the further and further you get away from the equator, well, you're a human being and your body adjusts. Right. Right? You evolve to survive the elements of wherever you are. Said environment, right. Said environment. So your, 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 your features change. You know what I mean? So the Asians, they really just, black people just departed from the equator. Sure. White folks is just black folks that departed from the equator. Sure. Right? We can create everything. They can't create us. Right. Hence, if you believe in those kind of theories and those kind of stories, then all of that shit emanated from us. Well, let me not say from us, because I think that's even a fallacy. All of that shit emanated from Africa. Mm-hmm. And I see that as even being different from us. Yeah. We're, we're an amalgamation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, to the spiritual entities, Right, the spiritual connection and, and, and understand the energy and frequencies. You can't get me without a sufficient amount of white men. Sure. You know what I mean? You can't get me without a sufficient amount of black men. You know what I mean? Now, if the if the origin story is next to the equator, then those people probably carry the energy of God. You know what I mean? Now you get further and further away from that energy, and it's a story and conversation we've had before. Next to the equator, everything grows in abundance. Africa is still the wealthiest continent in regards to resources. Right. Right? They rob in Africa every day because it's the richest piece of land on this planet. Right. Right? So when everything is abundance, you put value in people. Right. Because we all good. Because we all good. We don't got to fight over these apples, We got to fight over the resources. Right? Now, when you start thinking about the Caucasian or the evolution of the African that becomes the Caucasian. Right. Right? Right. His features are a reflection of scarcity. Right. You know what I mean? That creates another kind of mindset. 
right? That I got to hoard and fight for every every inch. I will kill you about this apple. I will kill you about this apple because it ain't coming around again. It's the only one. It's the only one. Everybody right? can't get it, B. And I care more about this apple than I do you, my brother, because my survival is imminent. That's it. You know what I mean? So getting back to me, <clears throat> if I harness those two conflicting energies. Sure. Right? And at the most balanced equation of those two conflicting energies in a real way. Mm-hmm. Right? Then I harness probably the two most powerful energies in the universe. Spiritually. Yeah. Love and greed. Love and hate. Mm-hmm. Right? I harness them in a more balanced way than anybody else. Right? Or love and... And if I can control those energies... Indifference. Then I would probably be the most dominant human on this planet. Sure. Spiritually. Sure. Right? But that's only if I can harness them and balance them and understand them. Sure. Right? Now getting back to the to the to the to the Semite conversation, even if we looked up the definition of Semite, mm-hmm. right? It is a language spoken by more than one group of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when you say something anti that, if you even say something anti that, right? How do you dictate who I'm speaking to? Right. About. Right. Right. The Arabs ain't came out and shunned nobody, but they speak the language. Right. They speak. I think it's Slavic. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on this, because again, I said it earlier. I'm no biblical scholar. You know what I mean? And we've been we've been wanting to talk to a, a rabbi on this conversation. So if y'all. Can plug us to like a rabbi that would be willing to have this conversation with us. We would like to have that. But I, but I say all that to say this, man. I think all of these conversations are reflections of people looking for an identity. Mm-hmm. Specifically us, right? Kyrie shared that shit because he's on a journey to find out who Kyrie is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is one of the uh uh downfalls of being an American descendant of slaves. Not knowing who you are. You just are. don't fucking know. Yeah, your origin story right? is interrupted. And that's one of the downfalls of white supremacy as well, right? You robbed us of that experience. Sure. Right? So to then repunish us for giving a fuck about it. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You robbed us of the experience. You robbed the world of the understanding. You hid, you hid culture. You hid language. You stole culture. You stole language. You all that we just talked about the the symbol, the Nazi symbol, because the young man at the uh, at the um, Jones High School, Jones High School, got in trouble. Yeah. You do the research; that's an African symbol. Mm. It's the swastika. It's, the swastika is an, originally an African symbol, mm-hmm. right? But it's only uh, ascribed to Nazi Germany. Sure, but that's not its truth. Mm-hmm. That that symbol. Is recognizable in African history and culture. Mm-hmm. So let's say I identify with that specific African history and culture, and the swastika has a different meaning. Mm. I put that shit on my T-shirt because it means something different to me. Now I'm anti-Semitic. Now I'm anti-Semitic mm-hmm. because you are dominant, and we allow you to be dominant, so you dictate the rules of all culture. I think that's fuck shit. It is, and I, I think that to me, I've gotten to a space where. This whole conversation about white supremacy and power and dominance and greed, it's a very, very simple thing for me. And I, I, I understand it best by not complicating it. And I think that in a lot of situations, we've gotten a little bit too complicated about what it is and what it means and how can we go about changing their behavior and this, that, and the third. To me, it goes back to the very thing that you said at the beginning. 
they found themselves in an environment which dictated a lack of care or concern for anybody but me. This is about my very survival. My survival instincts kicked in and says, there's only one of these apples. It's two of us here. You have to die. Whether I kill you or I just starve you because I took the fucking apple, you can't be here, right? And I think that as they've evolved and gone around, they've just taken that energy with them. That's how they've gone about everything. So I take the one apple here, and then I move and I conquer something else. But the I only know one way to do it, and it's fuck you. That's it. And it's 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 real real. It's real cutthroat. It doesn't leave space for empathy, understanding, or none of that shit. This is my agenda. It's a based on my survival. And so because it's based on my survival, I'm going to do anything to ensure it. That continues to be the motivation for them in my estimation. It's still just about their very survival. They understand quite well. They, they understood this early. They learned this very, very early as they were going around conquering different lands. Every time they procreated with somebody from those different lands, the offspring looked like the other people. And so, fuck, if this keeps up, we ain't going to be here. Again, my very survival is dependent upon me controlling and dominating, right? And being the superior being here. And that's largely just what they continue to do. And they do it through any means necessary. Nothing is off the table. If it's about my fucking survival, everything is on the table. So yeah, we will miseducate you. Yeah, we will motherfucking reverse Roe v. Wade because we cannot allow white women to abort white babies. Right? And so you, I know black women are upset and Asian women are upset and, and Latino women are, are upset too. Cool. Everybody has the right to be upset, right? Cause they talking about what you can and can't do with your body. No problem. But it ain't about you. You know what I'm saying? This is about white women. White women can't abort white babies because we can't afford it. When was it that it was since what 2010, 2015? When was it that after that year they would no longer be the majority based on birth rate? 2005. 2005. So 2005, white people would no longer be the majority based on birth rate, meaning people of all the babies born in America, white people would no longer be more than 50% of it like they've always have been. Um, and so again, they can just see the clock is ticking. It's like a fucking hourglass. The clock is ticking on them and they're doing everything they can to buy some time and anything that you do to offend threatens that. My question to this particular conversation then becomes, well, what is the fucking Jew? What does it mean to be Jewish? Is that a fucking race? Is that a fucking religion? What is what is Jewish? So, if you look up the definition, it's going to associate it with anybody who aligns himself as a member or someone a follower of Judaism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they also constitute a land mass too. Right? Mm-hmm. They constitute Israel. Well, they fight Palestine sure. continually to constitute Israel. More people have died in the name of religion than anything else. But for me, again, that's not a conversation I'm versed in. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I don't like having a biblical conversation. For me, it's a useless conversation. I know mm-hmm. people will get offended when you say that. 
But for me, it's a useless conversation, which goes back to why I always support the Adolf's conversation or the foundational black American conversation. For them, what it is is an identity, right? It allows me to attach myself to some value or what I deem as value, right? But even if the myth is a valuable myth, it's a myth, right? And you can believe whatever you want to believe. And I think that's the power in it all, Yeah. which is why I argue with black folks, right? You could wake up tomorrow and decide. You could wake up tomorrow and decide right. and create a doctrine that you decided upon. True. Right? It's been done throughout history. Mm-hmm. We see it. Because mm-hmm. based on the basic science, right, who the Jews identify with mm-hmm. could not possibly be scientifically true. Mm-hmm. If that story is true. Mm-hmm. Right? But there's a lot of ifs in those conversations. Mm-hmm. And, there, and for me, again, it's not worth the argument because I believe these this, the story itself is a myth. Yeah. You know what I mean? You I don't believe that there's don't believe one in guy the immaculate conception? that just created all this. Sure. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't personally believe that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, I, again, I think the value of it is that they do have a standard. And I think we lose sight when we start to fight the fight from the vantage point of which they want you to fight the fight from. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's not the conversation for me. No. You know what I mean? For me, the conversation is, look at us. Who are we? That's it. Right? What do we identify with? What matters to us? That's it. And what we're saying is, it's funny, even the cancellation of these people, what are they canceling them from? Access to... To their shit. Their shit. Fuck your shit. Fuck your shit. Right? I said this the other day. If, if, if... How could you possibly cancel Kanye from a culture that Kanye created? Right. If he owns it. Fuck out of here. Right. Right? But again, we don't identify with anything except for financial gain. Mm-hmm. So my biggest concern, and this is, and this shit is like a playbook, man. They do this shit every 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I don't even know the, I don't even remember the name of the book, but there was a book used to have to read at Beasley when I was a shorty. Mm-hmm. And it talked about the Salem witch trials. Oh yeah. Right? And all they had to do was say, she a witch! Mm-hmm. And they burned the bitch! Yeah. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. No proof. Yeah. No definitive. But being associated with the witch was bad enough. Yeah. We see it happen over and over again, right? They wanted to blackball white people or even Jews mm-hmm. in Hollywood in the fifties and the forties. Mm-hmm. Right? You're a communist. Mm-hmm. No proof. No you don't even know what the fuck the mass public don't even know what a right. communist is. What's that actually mean? You understand what I'm saying? Right. What's that really even if you what? Right. Right. right? So when we start to see this shit, this is a playbook that gets ran over and over and over again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? But it's because you're wrapped up in dumbass conversations. You're having branch conversations instead of root conversations. Right. You know what I mean? Now, what I hate to see, though, just like the Salem witch trials, right? Because the people of Salem was like, yeah, fuck her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're seeing the same thing from our community, and they leverage the same tactics every time. Right? So you got Shaq jumping up on... T- even though how you started, you like, you know, nobody's talking about Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. I don't think nobody should be talking about Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Right? He has a platform. He airs media. Right? Mm-hmm. Hold fast. And if anybody has seen that documentary, mm-hmm. right, even based on the claims that they're making mm-hmm. of it's some anti-Semitism or anti-Semite language in the documentary. Mm-hmm. The documentary is, I, I want to say, historical fact. I want to say that, at least that's how it's presented, right? 
of archaeological finds. Sure. They, they quote every professor. They acknowledge every book. They acknowledge every, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like, well, we just came up with this shit. Right, they cite it. They cite it based on this archaeological find. This is how these people must have looked. Mm-hmm. Based on this archaeological find, this is the bone structure of these people. Yeah. Based on this, you know, it was like, yeah. it's one of them kind of conversations. Yeah. It ain't saying, hey, fuck y'all. Right. It's saying based on this, right, then right. this is possible. Right. This is logical. This is likely. Right. You know what I mean? So for Kyrie to, and Kyrie didn't even say anything. No. He just posted the image. Yeah. Right? So to put him on timeout. Sure. For sharing the image, you don't know what Kyrie's thought behind that image was. No. Right? But black people, specifically black people. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause that's what they do. They use us against us. Of course. You know what I mean? They jump out the windows like, yeah, fuck dude. This is, he's a goofy. He's a dummy. You done heard every, everything you can hear about Kyrie. Idiot. He's an idiot. Kyrie didn't even make a statement though, bro. Yeah, I think that's the problem. So even when you say like, like we shouldn't be coming at Jeff Bezos about it either. I don't disagree with that. Right. I'm simply saying we shouldn't be coming at Kyrie. Right. If, but if we are going to come at Kyrie, why aren't we coming at Jeff Bezos? Right. You know so that's, that's the pushback I got though. Cause mm-hmm. that still keeps us fighting at the branch. Why are we fighting about this conversation? Right? Even if you want to say it's anti-Semitism is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Right? If me and you get my daughter one time. Yeah. My daughter was upstairs and my son was downstairs. And my daughter yells us from upstairs. Daddy Eric just hit me. Now Eric is downstairs. You understand what I'm saying? Now I could go down there and say, Eric, don't hit Bella. But Eric didn't hit Bella. That's not what's really happening here. That's not the conversation I'm about to have. Right? The the offense is not on Eric. The offense is on Bella for lying. Right? And not only just lying, what you did is because you was bored. It was nothing. Because you could. To institute this energy. That's what I'm saying about the Kyrie conversations. There's nothing there to institute the conversation we've been having. So now when we start looking for other people to blame, for what? Because you can, though. That's what I'm saying. So just like in that example, Bella did it because she can, right? She can. Whatever experiences have taught her, me being the baby girl, I can get this nigga in trouble. You know what I'm saying? And that's how they feel about Kyrie. I can get this nigga in trouble. Because I can Don't make it right And all I'm saying is Even going back to what I was saying earlier Like it's just Simplify the whole shit Don't make it this right or wrong thing That's right, that's wrong Fuck right or wrong It ain't about that It's about Survival For a certain group of fucking people And they are going to do it Period So you understand that You should respond differently to it It shouldn't It shouldn't upset you in this kind of way But They do like you talking about they use us against us. And so now you get Kyrie. I can get him in trouble because I can't. But then I'm also going to use the other famous black faces to condemn his behavior. Thus influencing the public opinion of said behavior. And that's just, that's what's going on. But it's, again, right, it's the branches. It's the blind leading the blind. Nobody's getting to the crux of the conversation. And and we can go even a step further, right? So Shaq was one of those voices that came out about Kyrie. Goofball. Right? It's been noted since he's came out about Kyrie in one of his theaters that he owns, that same movie was playing. You understand what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Like that's how fraudulent this whole shit is. Yeah. Right? 90% of the people who are, uh, 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 uh shitting on Kyrie cause it's shit don't know what's in the documentary, bro. Right. You don't know the book that the documentary is based on, bro. But we, you ain't done the research. All you heard was somebody who you deem is powerful, or you heard a complaint, or somebody said they was victimized, sit. and you run with the story. Said master said you bogus, you bogus. But see, my thing is this though. My thing is this. Not necessarily the white black dynamic of it all, right? That's why I went back to the Salem witchcraft, mm-hmm. right? What the fuck happens when this becomes the theory of thought? Because that kills democracy. Yeah. You understand me? That kills democracy. And we've been watching it happen for the last probably five, six years with cancel culture in general. When I don't like some shit, it got to get the fuck up out of here. Us being the most powerless people in this, on this soil. Mm-hmm. If we say, if we said Black Lives Matter on YouTube before the first like minute of filming, mm-hmm. right? Just saying Black Lives Matter. They prevent you from monetizing. Think about that, right? Mm-hmm. That's the standard of YouTube. You what? What negative connotation does Black Lives Matter have? From our vantage point, sure, none, right? But when it came out, the police created a, 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 a opposing view, saying Blue Lives Matter. Yeah, right. Black Lives all Matter. All lives matter. All lives matter. Whatever it is, right? But none of them. Have a negative connotation. No. None of them should be offensive to anybody. No. Right? Right. But somebody said, hey, I'm offended by this, and there's consequences to using said language. Yeah. Right? It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. But that's only because we're powerless. Right? Think about this, man. Race is a conversation that they shun you from having. Yes. In most public forums, most platforms, stay away from race. Taking a lot of school. Stay away from politics. Yeah. Stay, you know, all the shit that really dictates American life. So that matters. Right? What the, you think race don't matter in America? The only reason America has any fucking wealth is because of the conversation of race. Right? Let's, let's not have no critical race theory conversations in our schools. What you mean? You don't want to teach American history? No. Right. No, I don't want But only the powerful can create that construct. Now, here's our problem is being a powerless person. Right? Because of the way this game gets played out, we adapt to these new ideas because we're educated by the same system. Right. Right? So their God becomes our God. Their theories become our theories. Their ideas become our ideas. And we, we in, in, in turn relate all our failures to ourselves instead of the experience of America. All while they continually move the goalposts to sure. where they goals ain't even like the goals we aspire to that we think is they saying go that ain't even they same fucking goals no more, right? They on some other shit. They on some just control and dominate. So now I'm waving this little trigger at you to come get this money, come get this money, come get this money. And so Shaq is like, oh, I gotta come with this money. LeBron is like, oh, I want to own one of these NBA teams. Let me make sure I don't get on the bad side of these niggas. I'm gonna retire in another two years. I need to be owning one of these teams. Kyrie, boy, you idiot. Like, and it's like. Whatever, nigga, you, you, you still ain't in, bro. Like, you're trying to be into something that they not even really into. This is not even about fucking money. But if that can use this to control your stupid ass, then I'm gonna do it. That's all it's fucking about. But it's about the same conversation, but at, at, that was happening in the cave over the apple. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't even think most black people equate these conversations to being 
or following whiteness, right? But we, we've constructed our philosophies around the same white philosophies. Mm-hmm. So our, our value, our value attachment is to things too. No doubt. Right? So it might not be an apple. It might be a car. Sure. Right? And that's what makes me valuable even in the lexicon of our community. Exactly. Right? I ain't got to be one to be next to a white person. I want Lil Jojo to, to value me. Or I want uh Nicole to value me. Or I, you know what I mean? And this is what we value. Things. That, that's the trick. That's what I'm saying. Right? Move so, the goalposts. You don't even know what you're following. So that becomes my God. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And we all, and we're seeing how people identify with those theories. All, all, all of them do it, but that, because, because it is so rampant amongst us, then when somebody isn't beholden to that, everybody thinks you're fucking crazy. Everybody. So if you Craig Hodges, if you Mahmoud Abdul Raouf, if you Colin Kaepernick, if you Kyrie Irving, you are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you gonna walk away from these? You gonna walk away from these white people money or just the money? Mahmoud Abdul Raouf wrote something about the Kyrie conversation. And I thought it was brilliant and beautiful, and I think it's a uh, interesting juxtaposition to remember why he got shunned from the NBA because he legitimately he legitimately got excavated from the NBA because he was a practicing Muslim. And he didn't honor the American flag, right, for his religious beliefs. Let him tell it. You understand me? And the NBA and his fan base said, get the fuck out of here. At the at the height of his career, right? And there was nothing else said about it, nothing else done about it. He was just powerless to change any of that. He's 40-something years old today, killing in the three-on-three. Mm-hmm. Killing mm-hmm. every NBA player that goes there is like, hey man, let's do this. Still got it. He's that. This how cold he was. G. That man played with Shaq as a point guard, and it was his team. Yeah, that's how good he was. Yeah, right. And they got rid of his ass like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. This is just history repeating itself. Yeah. But it's it's continually repeating itself because we won't stand in the popularity of who we're supposed to be for us. Not because we don't we don't fucking know, right? And we 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 don't know. And therefore we continue to repeat. You know what I'm saying? And so don't matter, you can go back to Muhammad Ali. You know what I'm saying? Now what Muhammad Ali had going for him in terms of his plight was that most black people were yet to have access. You know what I'm saying? And so they weren't even in the mind frame of thinking like, oh, we can go get this other thing. They were all feeling very oppressed and it was blatant. It was in your face. Like you always say, you can go outside and see colored water fountain. Nigga, this ain't for you. You know what I'm saying? You can't come here and eat. This ain't for you. So it was a different time. But now in a time where I can walk downtown and go in any fucking restaurant I want. Now they're going, they might side at me or they might finesse me and say, oh, you can't wear Jordans in here. You know what I'm saying? Um, that kind of shit. But the problem is we become so fucking blinded by the shit that we join in on it. And we join in on it not only when it's with us. Think about like when 9-11 happened. Mm-hmm. Black people was all with, with, with all the shit white people was on. You saw a motherfucking turban. You, oh, they gonna blow some shit up. Fuck are you talking about? And where do you get off blindly oppressing people like that? Or fucking judging people like that. You know what I'm saying? Like where we where we get off doing that shit to anybody else when that's been done to us for fucking ever. 
but you saw it everywhere in the movies. You saw it in the comedies. I remember Jamie Foxx doing his show. I think I think it was I Might Need Security. He like, I'm on a plane and one of them motherfucking, one of them Taliban's, one of them Taliban's walked under his head. Like, what he doing? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, where we get off on that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, we don't even fucking understand it, and then we do it to ourselves too. Mm-hmm. But our entire identity as black Americans is in response to white ideas. Yes. Right. So, I think, I just think it's all interesting, man. When you think about the conversations we had with Beach, one of the things Beach always says is when we went to the Ali summit, it was like everybody paid for themselves to be there, right? Everybody there was in support of the ideology that Ali had. It wasn't even about Ali. It wasn't about him. Right? Now, here's the thing. Beach also references, I play football. That's what I did. Right. It's not who I was. Right. First and foremost, I was a black man. Right. Right. Now in that, in that vein too, you was like, you know, I always reference the white water fountains and it blatant in your face. But even with it being blatant in your face, there was a small percentage of groundswell who said, Hey man, being black is valuable. We're going to fight for this understanding, this consciousness, this plight. Yes. We're going to make a, we're going to make some noise around it. Yes. Now, not everybody. Matter of fact, the vast majority of people didn't fuck with that. 1960, sure. whatever, Martin Luther King was voted the most hated man in America. Think about that. In context of how we view King today, at one point in time when he was alive, he was voted the most hated man in all of America. Niggas was voting in that too. You understand what I'm saying? So they ain't, a lot of us didn't fuck with, don't rock the boat. Don't fuck, you know what I mean? We're just trying to we just assimilate, trying to man. Please. Right. Stop Be fucking battling the cage. You, know what, you know what I mean? But there was enough of a groundswell for a certain group of people, maybe the warrior class, whatever you want to identify them, to say, hey man, fuck this shit. I'm sick of this shit. We're sending this shit up right now. Fam. We're sending this shit up right now. Now, the people that are getting or, or canceling everybody in this very moment in time, mm-hmm. right? They do control the vast majority of media outlets, mm-hmm. right? Media, it dictates imaging and messaging. I said this before, right? The Bible was media. Media is the most powerful shit out here. It's the most powerful shit out here, right? Because it really dominates and controls the people. When you think about policies, we're going through an election today. The motherfucker who win ain't the motherfucker with the right policy. The motherfucker who wins, the motherfucker with enough money to spend on TV commercials. That's it. That's it. That's it. Right? If you could get in front of more people, because the voters going in there and say, this name sounds familiar, you know shit about their policy. Straight name recognition. Right? Because we live life unengaged from the reality of our lives. Or we live life, in a, in a, like Salim said, just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. So we're not engaged in this other shit. But all that other shit. Oh, honor and respect to King Salim. Creates the vein of survival that you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we not vested there. Mm-hmm. So you can only fall in line because you're ignorant. Yeah. Right? But the symbology of it all. Let ask LeBron about what he thought about the Kyrie situation. LeBron said some LeBron shit. And I, you know, LeBron is a very interesting case study to me because he represents so many other case studies to me. Mm-hmm. There's a whole swath of people who be like, y'all don't fuck with LeBron on the court, but I love what he does off the court. There's a whole swath of people that say that. Yeah. Right? There's a whole swath of people like LeBron is a stand-up guy. Yeah. I think LeBron, when I was young, one of my uncles said this to me, and that shit resonates with me throughout the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. You watch how a dude play basketball, you can watch how he's going to live his life. Mm. And this is, this is, this is, this is 
This is the as wide shut thing we talk about. We're always going to have a, a, a segment that we call as wide shut where we kind of view things one way. Maybe it's some other shit. I think this is that, right? I think this is that when you talk about LeBron James, you talk about Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, Stephen A. Smith, all of these things to varying degrees. It's as wide shut. On the surface, it looked like this. On the surface, it's like, yo, he's top three basketball players of all time. He's a billionaire athlete. He come from Akron. He got a school. He this, that, you know what I mean? In reality, is he doing a greater good for the black collective or not? And we can debate it. You know what I'm saying? Again, I think, I think Dr. Umar said it the other day. He said black athletes are the black male athletes is what Dr. Umar said. He said are the greatest cowards that the planet has ever seen. Right? Now, I, I look at that in a few different ways. Makes sense though, that they would be. Well, I, I think we put a lot of, we put a lot of, uh, responsibility on black male athletes or just black people in the public sphere. Agreed. Right? That ain't really their responsibility. They didn't come up studying this shit. They came up studying the ball. Right. You understand me? Right. But because we all are ignorant, right? We looking at them as the only, they're the pinnacle of black life. And they're only at the pinnacle of black life because they own television and they got money. I was having a conversation with some... Real quick, because I don't want to lose the point about Go watch ahead. how a man plays basketball. You can watch how he lives your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that shit resonates with me, right? Mm-hmm. If you watch somebody who just one of them all-out hustle motherfuckers, they ain't really mm-hmm. got no skill, but they all-out hustle. Mm-hmm. If you really know them people, they live life just like that. Dennis Rodman. They live just I'm like that. what I want, fam. They going hard. Yeah. They live life just like that. Yeah. Right? The point guard is usually a cerebral motherfucker. Yeah. He's usually thinking about shit. Yeah. Right? How can I man? He's probably the greatest manager you've seen at the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker in the middle, this a brute. He probably lives life just like that. I'm going to just trudge through. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to be bright. I ain't got no skill sets, but I'm just going to keep going. All this shit. Right? I'm going to outlast you. I'm going to outlast you, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things Brian brings to the game is flopping. Mm-hmm. Right in the in the in the heat of the moment, LeBron history shows you he don't want the responsibility. He don't want it. You know what I mean? That was one of the greatest pushbacks on Bron as as his career has subsided. So as you think about that, I don't really want the heat. No, I don't want the smoke. No, but he's at the pinnacle of the conversation because he's quote unquote the best player. And when they start to have conversations around shit like this, because this the smoke. Ducking the smoke is is Ducking the smoke is what he want to do. I want to duck the smoke. Stay low. You think about Ali, and he ain't a basketball player, but his whole shit was, I ain't ducking no smoke. I want it. Matter of fact, I'm going to talk to you. Bring the smoke to me. I lean up on the rope. You can throw every punch you got. And I'm going to still fuck you up. You know what I'm saying? I lean up on the rope. You throw every punch you fucking got. That's the philosophy behind that. Yeah. Right? And if we just pay attention to the two personality types... He ain't the one. Yeah. But what's interesting to me, and, I, and it's back to the symbolism of shit. When he made them statements about Kyrie, he had on a Jackie Robinson baseball hat. Mm-hmm. Right? He think, did. Think about this shit. We praised Jackie Robinson too. And we, you know what we, right? we had on it. But check game though. Yeah. They leveraged Jackie Robinson to shun Malcolm X. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They also leveraged Jackie Robinson to kill the Negro Leagues. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? So that's the eyes wide shut shit. While you clapping for Jackie Robinson, Thousands of families are suffering. He's killing the Negro League. Right? No more profit is being made. That's about owning industry. Yes. Because we want to be with this so bad. Yeah. We're allowing one motherfucker to profit while 
thousands lose out. They realize that shit's bubbling up. Who are these Satchel Pages? Who is this Jackie Robinson? Who is this Willie? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who are these people that is starting to gain such a claim that they are competing on the scale of notoriety in baseball with the Mickey Mantles or, you know what I'm saying, whoever the fuck's. And it's like, nah, we got to shut that down. We're not invited to their parties. How are we going to shut? Okay, here we go. Go get one of them niggas. You remember when Nelly made the country record? Yeah. You remember how the country audience responded to that shit? Yes. Get that shit out of here, fam. Same they did to Lil Nas X. Yeah, get that shit out of here, fam. <laughs> you ain't welcome. You're not welcome here. Right. Eminem. What's the other little boy here now? Jack, whatever his name is. Harlow. Jack Harlow. Yeah. We can't wait to invite you to our party. We want to be close to you in any way possible. Man, the shit is, 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 it's a flawed philosophy, bro. At the end of the day, man, we have a very flawed philosophy. And again, like I said, to me, it ain't just a black and white conversation. Mm-hmm. It's when these dominant thought processes come to the forefront and say, you can't even have certain conversations, right? Yeah. Or we're going to shun you off our platforms. Again, I've lived in a world where I got to see Minister Faircon on daytime television, mm-hmm. right? I got to see Khalid Muhammad on daytime television. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers is calling white people devils on daytime television. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You got to believe that that has some influence on how I thought about the world. Yeah, for sure. Right? I grew up in a time where self-destruction was a record that was played on the radio. Yeah. I grew up in a time where hip-hop was pushing motherfuckers to put African medallions on their chest. I grew up in a time where motherfucking the hip-hop culture, quote-unquote, was one of the leading fighters against apartheid in South Africa. Mm-hmm. What movement is hip-hop selling today other than more materialism? What medium of media, black media specifically, is right. pushing you to do anything but engage in more materialism? Bro, the script works well. And so long as it works, rinse and repeat. It don't matter the industry, right? So if I'm, if I want to kill the Negro Leagues, and I feel like the best way to do that is to invite one, invite one of these niggas to come with us, right? And give him more than they can get over there. Then they all gonna aspire to be here. And so I'll do the same thing with music. Right? They, they, they building all this culture and all this shit and all these messages about this, that, and the third. Okay. Go get one of them niggas and bring them over here, but make sure it's the ignorant nigga. Make sure it's the nigga that's talking about shit that's not positive for them. Bring him over here. And then everybody's gonna wanna come. How he get there? Talking about killing niggas and fucking bitches. Selling dope. Okay, well, guess we gonna kill niggas, fuck bitches, and sell dope. Man, but these conversations are conversations that we need to be having in this sense, bro. And then you put them people in the leadership positions to be thought leaders for the collective. And that becomes the problem. I was having a fucking conversation in the in the Bears locker room with some prominent players. They all fucking prominent players. But they went to prominent colleges and they like, man, bruh. So when I first got there, I was like, I thought I had to go to like class and shit. He like, I remember the first day, I'm in class, and I saw such and such, one of his other teammates, I saw him get up and leave. He's like, my first day I come in there, he was like, man, I had always been told, like, you got to sit, sit in the front of the class, walk the band. He said, I saw such and such leave out. He's like, nigga, love. I'm like, that's because you, you niggas was, y'all weren't, y'all wasn't studying to be doctors and lawyers. Y'all was studying to be fucking football players. And clearly you niggas passed the class because y'all in this fucking NFL locker room. Y'all passed the class. But you telling me you never went to fucking school. But now everybody views you as the person who should be a fucking thought leader. Kyrie was at Duke for 10 minutes. He didn't learn the shit there. He had to be self-taught. 
And so like you said, as he self-learns this shit, he's just talking about what he's discovering. LeBron didn't go to nobody's college at all. And definitely didn't have to do shit in high school. How is he the fucking thought leader on any fucking thing? If we're not talking about basketball. He's not a thought leader. None of them are thought leaders. But part of that problem of being subservient is that system is they get to pick our thought leaders. Yes. Yes. Right? Because of the money. That's why, that's why when you say the athletes out of, out of, uh, that's why when, when Dr. Umar says. Also because of our attachments to what we deem is valuable. Exactly. Right? I was having this same conversation with some young men the other day and I was saying the same thing you saying. And they was like, man, ain't no black boys out here to speak for us. I said, man, you crazy. You not listening. Right? I was like, you not listening. Cause they don't got, right? The trinkets. They don't put, cause they don't put the microphones in their faces either. Yeah. Right? There's, there's, I was like, you go to any bookstore, there's a whole section dedicated to this conversation. You but you're not it. gonna go in that bookstore. No. Right? There's a whole section of YouTube that's dedicated to these conversations. But you ain't gonna go to that section. I saw. There's no governors on YouTube to say you can't go over here. Yeah. But you're not gonna go. No. Cause you are attached to materialism. I saw a thing that said, you know how people always be like, uh, it's easier to get a gun in the black community than it is to get a book. And somebody, some black dude was making fun of it. He was like, yeah, you're right. That's a hundred percent true. I went to Barnes and Noble the other day and I was like, yo, let me get this black book. And they was like, nah, but here go this Mac 10. Yeah, it's like, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, you could go, you know what I'm saying? But you, again, but you also don't know what you don't know. That's true, but the onus of responsibility is fixing your traumas. Sure. You know what I mean? We all come from certain lifestyles. Either you're going to live in that muck or you're going not. Right? But again, we don't even recognize we're in the muck. And I don't understand how we don't recognize we're in the muck because if you look just What's in front water? of your face, you're right. What's water? You're right? A fish don't know you in water. Don't know you in water. But the shit, has grave implications. Yes, it does. Right, and I'm saying in this in, in this mess, we gotta get some dick on the show too. In the holidays coming up, yeah, I'm with it. In in this moment in time, though, I'm looking beyond Ye. I'm looking beyond Kyrie. I'm looking at the fact that used cars cost more than brand new cars. I'm looking at yeah. the fact that a a car with a hundred thousand miles on it is costing thirty thousand dollars today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. These are conversations that's not happening, but they have implications. Right? I'm looking at the fact that we're moving into the fourth industrial revolution. This is America. In order to make a dollar, my old man used to say, you can't be no cowboy if you ain't got no horse. Mm. Right? Part of it, we've created a lifestyle where certain shit becomes the norm. Right? And you need these things to survive. Mm-hmm. Right? If a used car costs $30,000, bro. Yeah. Right? The dual income earning black household today is busting $50,000. dollars hmm or close to fifty, mm-hmm. not even fifty, mm-hmm. and the car costs thirty with a hundred thousand miles on it. Mm-hmm. Right? You ain't going too far in no vehicle. You're gonna need you another one before you pass thousand miles on it. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Right. They're xing you out of the conversation in totality, family. Mm-hmm. You have no value no more. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting that the uh, who we deem is elite. Sure. From from a symbolic standpoint, they're showing you. Man, we can cut their fucking feet off anytime we want. So if you just a motherfucking garbage man, are you gonna shut the fuck up and acquiesce? It's buck breaking. It's buck breaking. You know what I'm if I can do this to forty million dollar Kyrie Irving, your forty thousand dollar ass better shut the fuck up. It's buck breaking. You know what I mean? Right. And you see it work immediately on the likes of LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, who all immediately come out and shun this dude. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, shun, what, what are you shutting him for? Y'all calling him all out his name. Y'all calling him an idiot and all this shit. What is he an idiot for? He's an idiot because he pissed off somebody that you wouldn't dare piss off? Or because he won't apologize because he has more value in, in his understanding of thought than he does in, in, in his wallet? Cause he, cause he, cause he's aware of his testicles and you've long since given yours away. Yeah, but that's, that's a reflection of what we value. But we value that, right? right? It's about the money. But I, I said this though, right? I said, I said this the other day. There's gonna come a time in life in every grown adult's life where you're gonna have to stand on principle. Mm-hmm. At some point, whether it be with a spouse, whether it be with a friend, what, you're gonna have to stand on principle, whether it be some with point. a boss at a job. At some point. Right? But, but by the very nature of the definition of principle, how could you possibly ever stand on principle if you've only anchored yourself in lies? It's an impossibility. Your principles is fucked. Your principles is bullshit. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying about you you don't know what you don't know. Your principles is bullshit. So how the fuck you gonna stand on them? Them niggas think they standing on some shit. LeBron James, Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, they trust me, they are not sitting behind in front of those cameras thinking I'm being a whole ass nigga right now. I'm being a, I'm selling out, I'm an emasculated pussy. They're not thinking that. They're like, I'm standing on values. He's wrong. I want to push back on the sellout statement, right? Mm-hmm. And I think language is important and words are important. Sure. They're not selling out because there's nothing to sell out from. We don't have an identity. What they're trying to do is buy in. Okay, buy in. I like that. You know what I mean? I like that. It, they could only sell out if we have a concrete identity. I like that. I we agree. don't have one. I agree. Right? Which is why we like that motherfucking tax dummy balloon flailing in the wind always. We're going to go whichever way the wind blows. And it's shown time and time again. Right? Kanye last week was too extreme. Really, when I go back and play back the Kanye Nori interview, I don't really see the anti-Semitist statements. Sounds a lot, of, sounded a lot like a lot of facts. I, I only took issue with his George Floyd takes. But, I don't, I don't want to say it's facts, but I don't see it as demeaning language. I mean, when you talk about, you know, controlling messages and controlling images and mass media dominance and, you know, silencing this type of message and silencing that, that's just, that's just what it is. It's just what it is. It's just what it is. Like, we can't call it what it is? Nope. No, you cannot call you it what it is. Saying? Next. That's the crazy shit. Next. That's what's crazy to me. These people came from the equator. The first people on the earth, so I think they should probably. That's just what it is. Next, yeah. No, you can't say that. We want. We want no truth. We want to teach uh, American history and talk about you know slavery. You know what I'm saying? How y'all had all them people enslaved? They weren't enslaved. They was indigenous servants. Yeah, migrant workers. Yeah, but think about how powerful those narratives are. People believe that shit. Yes. Think about this, G. Only to get in proximity. Think about this, right? It's interesting to me, like. You come from a family where you didn't grow up with your dad. Right. I come from a family where I did. Right. Right. But most of my homies come from families where they didn't grow up with their father. Right. In that era. Right. And you go back one generation. Everybody did. Most people had their daddies. Sure. Right. But you go back a generation beyond that. Most niggas don't know who their daddies is. Hmm. That, right. Most, they don't. Like that, that's more normal in our lifespan than knowing who your daddy is. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you hear or when you have conversations, right? Motherfuckers be like, man, I ain't grow up with no father, man. My, da, da, da. 
as if this wasn't the normal, and I ain't, I'm not justifying it. Mm-hmm. I'm saying this is what black life is, man. They had fucking breeding farms. Brother, they had breeding farms. Who, you think they know who their daddy is, nigga? They can sell your daddy today. Gee, they had one story. Or you. One man had birthed 120 children with something like 80 women. Yeah. Don't none of them know who he is. Yeah. You understand me? Yeah. The fuck you? This is the black experience. So you talk about, let's, let's, genetically, right? Scientifically. I'm a Howard because I go back far enough, some slave master was Howard. He was on the Howard plantation. That's what, I was on the Howard plantation. Right. You know what I'm saying? So everybody else on that plantation, they're now my family. They're now my cousins. You know what I'm saying? They're all, because they're all fucking Howards. Cool. But my daddy might have been on the Howard Plantation until he got moved to the fucking Warner Plantation. Quite possible. Now my daddy is your cousin and not my here related to me at all. That's you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and now they got him breeding over there. And so now his kids is Werners, right? And so now here we are X amount of generations Tell later. You look like my cousin. Doc Rivers look like my cousin. You know what I mean? Like we don't fucking know. You have no fucking idea, dog. Motherfuckers keep telling me that I look like the uh, Michael Che nigga, the comedian nigga. You do. And I do. You do. It's not wrong. The first time I heard, I was like, y'all niggas bugging. Second time I saw, I was like, y'all niggas right. He is a nice looking nigga. (laughs) (laughs) He got his point. He got his point. Okay. (laughs) But nah, like, that's just, you know what I'm saying? That's just how wild this shit is. But that's how fucked up. The American paradigm of slavery and white brutality and white supremacy is. Geez, like had, they had breeding farms. And then two, three generations beyond that kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Right? We are still suffering the Holocaust of blackness today. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Man, this is, we don't do the numbers, bro. Right? Like I said, a generation before my generation, most motherfuckers had their fathers. Right? The generation before that, motherfuckers was legitimately coming up out of slavery. Mm-hmm. Right? Now check game. My generation going forward goes into new slavery. American prison system. Come on. Right? You can legitimately look at the numbers, bro, from like the 70s to the 80s. And see the explosion. The ex- You could see the explosion. Mm-hmm. Right? And you and us and we interpret that as our fathers just wasn't shit. No. Oh. Instead of this was a strategized plan orchestrated by someone with power. Half of y'all going to go to prison for this shit. Half of y'all going to get addicted to the shit they going to prison for. If, if, if a few of y'all left, okay, whatever. We figure out, we figure y'all out later. Somebody got to drive the bus. <laughs> but, but our stress response was like a fawning stress response. Yeah. Right. We didn't fight the situation. We fawned in it. I, we just kind of stood still. And accepted the behavior or accepted the results of the behavior as an inclination of who we are. Oh, we've accepted it's not it. who we are. We've accepted it. But in order to get beyond that fawning in the freeze, you got to do something. Mm-hmm. And that do something usually, at least in my mind, starts with the revolution of educating yourself. Yes. That's why I always, I, I, every time I get into this conversation with a black person about, you know, black accountability and, you know, this, that, and the third, I ask them, I, I say, very simple. One of two things are true. So every time they get into, oh, I'm so sick of hearing about, you know, oppression and racism and white supremacy and all that, it's niggas is just, okay, cool. Wonderful. One of two things is true then. Either, right? Either black people are inherently 
ignorant, more violent, more susceptible to drug abuse, lazy, like they're naturally, we're all those things. Or there is a strategic system that has been put in place to bring about these outcomes. There is no other choice. Either there's a system to bring about these outcomes or we are just naturally more violent, susceptible to drug abuse and fucking stupid than everybody else. Everybody else. We 13% of the population. We 50% of the motherfucking prisons and all that. What? One of two things has to be true, G. Either we the wildest people that's ever fucking walked the face of the earth or there's a system put in place to create these outcomes. Which one is it? Yeah, man, I'm, 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 uh, in the words of Tupac, cause I'm not gonna give the, uh, white person that he stole it from any credit. But a coward dies a thousand deaths. Mm. A soldier only dies, only but, dies once. but one. Right? You got to have a principled understanding of your worth. You got to. And as a man, that is our intrinsic value to the planet. Right? I told somebody the other day, G. That's what the definitive of manhood is. That's what it is, right? Responding to the needs of the moment. Whatever that moment is. Whatever requires. Whatever whatever requires, right? And in this moment, we're watching, and it's not just from the shunning of the Kyries or the shunning of the Kanye's. It's in our babies dying in old block. Yep. Right? It's in our lack of exposure. It's in our lack of understanding. It's in our lack of resources. It's in the poverty in our communities. It's in all of that shit. We have failed and left our position. Right? No, regardless of what the oppression is or opposition is, you have a role and a responsibility to your people and to the planet. Yes. Right? I say it all the time, man. You must challenge power. That don't mean you're going to win. But you still got to fucking challenge it. It's necessary. Because when it goes unchecked, this is the results. I don't give a fuck how motherfuckers feel, G. There's a problem when, 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 when Lil Nas X is a, 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 a valuable, I don't want to say valuable. That ain't the right word. Right? But there's a problem when you can put up Lil Nas X, mm-hmm. one end of the spectrum. Sure. Right? As a version of black manhood and black masculinity. Right? And then on the other end of that spectrum, Right, if these were the complete opposite ends of those spectrums, right, Lil Nas X is here, and let's pick a motherfucker over here. Lil Chief Keef or Lil Dirk. That is not the scope of masculinity at all. That's all of it. Right? Right. Who is the motherfucker that fits in the middle of that as the greatest representation of that scope? Of that scope? That man don't even exist in the public lexicon. No. He don't even exist in the lexicon. No. Nobody questions it. He's voiceless. He's voiceless. That's a problem. Huge problem. That's a problem. Huge problem. But that it, it, it persists, though. And we accept it. And not only do we accept it, we champion it. Yes. Yes. That's problematic. Yeah, we champion it, and then we ensure that it continues through championing it, through celebrating it. You know what I mean? Through, and then anybody... Who challenges it? Anybody who comes out of the middle and says, hey, that's a little too gay. Or, hey, that's a little too fucking violent. That's too extreme, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's too extreme. Like, 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 or not even, let me not even say that's too gay or that's too violent. Let me say, hey, that extreme is not healthy for the collective. And it's not that even extreme a representation of the collective. is not healthy for the collective. It's not even a representation of the collective. It's not even a representation. Right? If you got... 20% over here and 20% over there, that's 40%. 60% of motherfuckers is in here. 
know what I'm saying? And it's like, and that version don't exist. It doesn't exist. Right? So we get judged on the extremes. Yes. Of the perspective. I said the other day, the only time you really see black male workers is in the retail space. And the, the only, we've always had to be non-threatening at the foot of white power structures. Yes. Right? And I said this the other day, and this ain't a new thing, right? When people would call your house for the job or your uncle got a new job, he changed his, his inflection in his voice. That was to be non-threatening to the white power force. Yes. Right? Now, today, today, again, I'm not making no declarations. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're gay. Mm-hmm. But in most instances, when I see black men in the workforce, I have to question it. They're saucy. Right? It's going that far. Yeah. It's going that far. Yeah, I mean, you think about Kanye, right? And for me, my favorite Kanye album remains and probably will always remain College Dropout. But even in in that album, you heard who he is. You heard how he spoke about certain shit. If my manager insults me again, I'm going to be assaulting him. You know what I'm saying? After I shorten, after I fuck the manager up, I'm gonna shorten the register up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, they take me in the back of the store, pat me down, ask me about some khakis. But let some black people walk in, I bet you they show off they token blackie. Ooh, now they love Kanye. Put them all in the front of the store. You know what I'm saying? Like, he understood what the fuck was going on. Like, then, that's his mental then. He might be coming at it from a different platform now, but I think he's had the opportunity to kind of grow through this shit. Through making his own mistakes of assimilation and wanting to be close to and wanting to be next to and thinking, hey, I can pull up a seat at the table. No, the fuck you cannot. I don't know when you forget about when you worked at the fucking retail store, but it's the same up here when you fucking a billionaire, sir. You still just a token blackie. Get your ass in the back of the store until we need you. And if you don't do that, you can get the fuck out. I will keep insulting you unless you actually assault me. But to speak to our own level of sickness, right? Mm-hmm. Think about this. I I heard Fifty on a on a talk show not too long ago say he had an opportunity to sign J Cole, mm. and they asked him why didn't oh, yeah. he sign J Cole? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And he said, "Man, just at the time, that wasn't the message. He was like, it wasn't no space for that positive shit." Yep. Right now, I want you to think about Kanye in the next kind of his rise to stardom and Fifty. Kanye's college dropout. Because we do just what white people do, we, we value everything by the metric. Yeah. Right? There was a, the 50 was releasing and Kanye's college dropout was releasing. Yeah. And we, they was like, whoever sells the most will be the king of hip hop or some yeah. shit like that. And Kanye won. Mm-hmm. Kanye's backlash throughout the duration of his whole little documentary just launched was mm-hmm. nobody fucked with him because he didn't look like them. And what they looked like at the time was pushing the message of criminality, Thuggery, all that shit. Yeah. Kanye was just saying, hey, I'm just regular Kanye. Right? I'm just a regular dude. I have a regular experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it cut through all of the muck. He was been, since that day, he probably been the biggest motherfucker in hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's birthed a whole nother culture behind, a whole nother group of cats that follow his lead. J. Cole is fruit off his tree. Kendrick Lamar is fruit off his tree. Mm-hmm. Big Sean Big is Sean. fruit off his tree. Yeah. Right? All these people are fruit off his tree, but I, I just want us to identify our own sicknesses. Mm-hmm. Those of us who were in the elite class in that moment in time was like, man, get that shit out of here. Just, just saying I went to college and I dropped out and I worked a job at the Gap and I, man, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. That ain't, that ain't fit the narrative of black masculinity. Yeah. Cause that's what they was really saying. Yeah. 
Right? So in order to be a man, you got to be a criminal. So it ain't like these are new theories. This is our adaptation to the theories is the sickness. We're not writing our own narrative. We're not writing our own narrative. And we're on the cusp of a changing book. The book itself is changing. Right? We've not wrote our own narrative since we've been here. But the book has been very standardized. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to be a servant. Find your way into servitude. It's been laid out for you. It's been laid out for you. Right? Mm-hmm. But now the book is saying, we're going to cut these chapters out. We don't even need these chapters no more. You either accept being a used to be, or you change the narrative, bro. Get busy living or get busy dying. You know what I mean, like accept it or, or do something different. And I think that in 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 this, in this Kanye thing, man, I think that you got a guy who's who's run the gamut, who's run the gamut. Started out on the South Side of Chicago, runs the gamut, reaches the pinnacle of his industry, and then realizes still don't mean shit. You know what I'm saying? In the lexicon of what I thought it meant, I thought I could be next to the Louis Vuittons. You can't be next to the Skechers, sir. I don't give a fuck what your label does. You know what I'm saying? It's not the same shit, bro. And in realizing that, he just kind of reverts back to what he always was. At the tender age of six, my mama got arrested for the sit-in. With that in my blood, I was born to be different. You know what I'm saying? He like he he was always talking this shit, G. And so now. Think about that though, right? Somebody said the other day I heard this. But he crazy now. I heard some. When he was broke, that's that sounds fine. It makes sense when he's broke. But when you're a billionaire, boy, shut your ass up and keep being a billionaire. I heard somebody say Charleston White, a cripple. That's how he described him. Mm-hmm. And he said Kanye West, a fucking geek. That's how he's describing him. Mm-hmm. It's not my word. Sure. He said got more courage than every other black man in the public sphere. When Kanye West said George Bush doesn't care about black people, that shit wasn't, that wasn't like a, a powerful thought. Right. He just said George Bush don't care about black people. Right. But the impact, the impact, you can't deny the impact. No. Right? All of these dudes who pre-Kanye who was saying Kanye's music is not a representation of black masculinity, none of them would get on national television and make such a statement. Because they understand their place. Hell yeah. Right? Charleston White has what he has to say about all the shit he has to say about. I ain't necessarily, like, the way Charleston White displays his message sometimes annoys me. Yeah, me too. And some of the shit goes over the rails. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some of the shit goes way over the rails. Yeah. But the vast majority of the shit that he talks about, though, I ain't gonna lie, I agree with. Yeah. He said a lot, he said a lot of, he said a lot of true shit. He said a lot of wow shit. Um, I don't know if he does it for shock factor or he's just a fucking idiot. But some of the shit I absolutely agree with. Tip came back with a verse for him too. Tip on some new song, it's some woman rapper, her song, and Tip is featured on it. And the whole verse was at at Charleston White. Um, but um, man, let's get a couple things about that happened on the at schools before we get up out of here. Um, you referenced it earlier about what happened at, at Jones. Prep, um, here in Chicago, that Jones High School student, you know, showed up dressed as a Nazi, uh, dressed as a, as, as you know, the German soldiers and Nazis and, uh, from the Holocaust, right? And acted 
acting that way, marching that way, doing all the symbols, all the hell Hitler shit uh, on Halloween. Uh, dressed up that way. That was his Halloween costume. And the principal at the school did not, you know, denounce it, did not say, didn't stop it, was taking pictures with the student and all that. And so, therefore, the the principal was fired. Uh, was the principal black or white? White principal um, was, was fired for the job for, like, racial insensitivity or something like that. Um Two things. One, the state of America is so vastly unchanged, G. Like, we think it's, like, so evolved. It's this new shit. You talking about a fucking high school kid still on this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, this ain't. And if anything, it's being rebirthed. You know what I'm saying? Or at least uncovered. I think mostly just uncovered. We were talking about this last week when, we, when they were talking about reinvigorated. It's being gasoline is being poured on it. Yeah, and I think that we were talking about it when, when they when they um you know opened up the freedom of speech on Twitter and the uh, the nigger word was went up five hundred percent overnight. And it's like we just lifting the veil on what America is, and and it's sparking this new shit. And it's like we were talking about the 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 body. Right, the the dismembered body. Perhaps we don't know, but perhaps that is something coming out of the fucking Jeffrey Dahmer thing being reinvigorated, right? Rehashed, rebrought up, and I think we're seeing some of the same things take place with this type of shit. What do you think that means, though? Why is it just what two said, where these things just happen every fifty years, or is it something bigger? Like what's happening? I think people are going to find value wherever they can. And if, if I can find value in shitting on you or placing myself above you, then I'll just do it just because that's, that's where I can find value at. And so I think it's no different from what I was talking about, you know, how black people jumped on the anti-Muslim ban in 9-11. Like just, be, it's finally somebody else, finally somebody else they don't like more than me. And so I just think motherfuckers just do it for, the sake of value, really, just to demean somebody else. That's what I think, anyway. I think <sighs> America's like a, a Shakespearean play, though, right? It's all a performance. You know what I mean? Um, so when you think about it, you know, white folks, too, are being left out. They've always been left out the fold in large mass. Right, we understand the numbers. One percent have ninety percent of the wealth, so that means the vast majority of white folks is poor too. There's levels to poor, though. You know what I mean? And I think what ha- has happened is, over the duration of time, they convinced poor white folks that they were safe and better than. Right, but again, I just said the world is shifting to a different dynamic. There's a different modicum of creating capital. Right. There's a Facebook just had to lay off like a third of his staff. Twitter just laid off a third of his staff. Mm-hmm. Anything we when we st- Andrew Yang ran on a platform that eventually we're going to have to have universal basic income. Everybody just going to have to get paid for just being here. Just to keep the country afloat. Just to keep the country afloat. Because with the invention of the digital space and the way that it moves, I think technology multiplies itself every four years. Right. So you just don't fucking need people. 
Right? That's now, so fucking wild. That's man. crazy, but it's the truth. It's true. Right? So again, that white shit or that white, that myth of white comfortability is so very interesting to me. Cause when I was in high school, I got in trouble and I had to move to Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And being from the south side of Chicago at that time specific, white people didn't exist. They was like Bigfoot. You heard about them, but you ain't never seen them motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds crazy, but to live in a major metropolitan area and not have to see white folks is almost unheard of. Right? But you go from that to see the rappers. Now you got a theory of whiteness. Yeah. Whiteness is all on all the media outlets. Yeah. You got a theory of whiteness. But when I was but south placed, of 30, 31st to 95th state to the lake, you ain't seen them. And that was my life. Right. That was my whole world. Right. So I, I, I didn't, Think about them at all, right. right? Right. But being placed smack dab in the middle of them in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, gave me a very interesting perspective. Because I was like, man, these people fucked up. Mm-hmm. They dumb, and I'm I'm paying with a broad brush. They pulled. They don't have any motherfucking ambition. I might have been the only one, mo- and I was there because I was in trouble. And I remember my graduating class. I was like one of the rare motherfuckers that was going to college. Right, but what they was was insulated. Missileo. Right? So that whole town could survive off Quake Oats. And when I say survive, I mean survive much better than us. Right? That Quaker Oats job is gonna provide you an F one fifty, a ranch home, uh, your, your wife is gonna have a car, you know what I mean? Your kids are gonna go to a good school because the community itself just undergirds this kind of behavior. But ambition, drive, they had none of that shit. I had an argument there with a the motherfucker because he was telling me that black people was the majority of the U.S. population. This is how stupid. They were so detached. They were so detached, right? But they were insulated, yeah. right? The difference with us, we're not insulated by shit. We might have all the ambition, right? Ingenuity is grown at a lack. So we ain't got shit, so we got to be bright. Even when we dumb, we smart. Because you got to be. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? Fucking five star chefs in prison. You got to be. They be doing the wildest shit. You got to be creative when you lack. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But again, as the book changes, those people who see the rappers' lives are changing. Cause Quake Oats don't need your ass either. And at the end of this. Now we run up in the capital. Now we run up in the capital. That's their responses. But they also blame us too. Cause they're being fed another lie. All these niggas in Mexican is coming they to take taking our job. job. What job, nigga? The jobs itself don't exist. <laughs> that fucking robot took your job, baby. That robot took your job. Gee, I went to the Ford plant in Detroit. Gee, that shit four, five blocks long. It was like three employees. Yeah. They don't need you, bro. None of y'all. None of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what we're saying is the remnants of that changing world, right? They looking for somebody to blame. Everybody is, right? We... What's the, the moniker in our community is the difference between black folks and niggas. Cause we even look for somebody to blame. Right? Now the onus of responsibility is on all of us, G. It, but you got to change the philosophy. They ha- we have to revolutionize the value set in America. Yeah. Right? Think about this shit, man. From the, from the 1990s to today, there was something like four billionaires. Mm-hmm. That ain't no whole long time. Mm-hmm. Today there's like 400. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Capitalism is hyper now. It's hyper, right? But and the I, pie don't get no bigger though. The pie's not bigger. They just taking more of your shit. <laughs> shit. 
And we applaud them taking our shit. You go. You got it. You go. You finally got there. You go. Thanks for stealing my plate. But but we do we we hand it over though. I remember being I remember being in the bank. <laughs> I remember being in the bank. I, this is why I love old black people. G. I'm in a bank and the the, the, the teller, the sister is complaining to the, at the guy in the next window. It's about you know it was a lot of people in there. And somebody was complaining. She's like, he could just, he could just use the, the thing outside. I wish everybody just used the thing outside and they don't have to be coming in here. No black man said, and then where you going to work? Everybody used the automated stream. Where the fuck you going to work? And we don't see it that way. We see everything as just this convenience thing and oh, self checkout. Cool. They got three motherfucking cashiers. It's 20 lanes in this motherfucker. But think about America, right? Think about the invention, the inception of America, Mm -hmm. right? You bring a whole workforce from someone else here to do all the work while you You reap all the benefits. Right. Right? So we often talk about like Tulsa, Oklahoma and Black Wall Street and all that shit. That existed because at the end of slavery, you motherfuckers don't have this skill set no more because for generations, y'all ain't all you shit. had to do was sit and drink lemonade, motherfucker. Y'all ain't did shit in 20 y'all ain't, years. Y'all ain't did shit. <laughs> right? This ain't new for, for the powerful white folk. They ain't never had the labor. Yeah. We got niggas to do that. Now our new niggas is computers. But the 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 the, the person at the bottom of that totem pole got to understand one, the pathology the the pathology of white folks, mm-hmm. right? They don't just move your ass out the way to make them more comfortable. They kill you. Yes. Right. So when you become uh, when you're devalued by their standard, how do you think this shit play out? It, but it it it's it's that it's that one track mind of of pure dominance and pure control and greed. Right? And in the fucking wire, Marlowe was the white folks. Mentality, right? Marlowe was like, nigga, I'm just here to take over this shit. I don't give a fuck about none of y'all. All this cooperative shit y'all talking about. Fuck all that, Joe. This is about me. And Marlowe didn't even give a fuck about money. It was never about money for Marlowe. It was all about power and dominance and control. And that's all the fuck he cared about. And so when it came down for him to kill Prop Joe, Prop Joe like, hey, I'll just step out of the way. Uh, you can take it. Uh, you'll never hear from me again. What you think Marlo did? There was a scene with Kill Marlo. Kill him any fucking way. There was a scene with Marlo when he was in the rim shop. Yeah. And he was like, man. Point I'm, is, we won't. about to wear the crown. He said, man, that crown hella heavy. He said, prisons and graveyards full of boys that wore the crown. Wore the, wore the, wore the crown. Point is, they Point wore it. Point is, they wore it. It's my turn to wear it's it my now. It's my turn to wear it now. Because that's all that matters. That's all that fucking matters. When they was in, when they was in jail. When it was all finna go down, and he found out that Chris and them had been keeping it a secret from him that Omar been in the street calling them bitches every day. You know what I'm saying? And he found out, he like, my name was on the street? And Chris was like, man, it was bullshit. You ain't need that on your mind. He said, what the fuck you know about what I need on my mind, motherfucker? My name was on the street? My name is my name. Like, that's all this shit is about, G. Like, like you can't threaten what matters. And it's order. It's dominance. It's control. That's what it is. Right and wrong ain't got shit to do with it. Marlo didn't give a fuck. And he surrounded himself by other people who did not give a fuck. They was trying to kill Omar. Nobody could catch Omar, right? Omar ended up getting killed by a fucking 12-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Nobody could fucking kill Omar. 
So they like, okay, this is why we're going to kill Omar. We're going to get his ass locked up. And once he's behind bars, because we control everybody in jail, we can definitely kill him in there. Cool. How are we going to get him locked up? You're going to go to, you're going to go to Old Face Andre's store and stick it up. And you're going to tell Andre to call and say it was Omar. Omar going to be locked up. Chris said, all right, cool. No problem. But a man make, uh, a man make bail on robbery. Marlo said, all right, well, make it no bail. Kill him. Kill somebody. But you can't kill the store clerk. Because he got to make the call. He got to make the call. This nigga kills the delivery lady that's coming in there dropping off chips. She walk up with a motherfucking... Nothing to do with nothing. Walk up with a motherfucking dolly full of chips and shit. He helps her lift the shit up over the stairs. She's like, oh, thank you. No problem. You good. He go in the store. Upstrap. Shoots her fucking dead in the middle of the demo to just so it could be no bail for Omar. These niggas don't give a fuck. Ain't no rules, G. Ain't no rules. He killed the fucking security guard. Talking about because he talked back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Know your plan. You want it to be one way, but it's the other way. Hey man, understand it. But that's a hard lesson to learn, though, bro. It's tough, right? It's tough, and and, and and that's what I mean, right? By the very essence of man is to do whatever's necessary in the moment. Yeah, right. And and I'd be a lie to say I don't struggle with this shit internally. Oh yeah, we because, all do. Because where we at? Because in my mind, if you ain't running up in the White House, you're failing. Us too. Failing. You understand me? Failing. Us too. And that's my mindset. I know I say that shit out loud and most instances people will look at me like I'm fucking crazy. Of course. Right? But that is the moment in time in which we've inherited. That's what the moment calls for. That's what the moment calls for, G. What does the world look like for my children if that's not the response that we have in this moment today? It took white people. Let's just say it took them 12 years to to get that pissed off. Let's say it started with Obama and then they ran up in there in 2020. Let's say it took them 12 years to get that pissed off. We 400 of these joints in, we ain't that pissed off. But we just scared. Scared. Right? And we're manipulated by the masses to be continually and perpetually scared. There's another conversation I want to have, and I don't know if today is the day, but if you pay attention to Stacey Abrams out in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and some of the tropes that she's putting out about Black men, I think it's so very interesting, and I think we should dive deeper into that because it's not just Stacey Abrams. Okay. It's a reflection of how they keep us disjointed. You know what I mean? Uh, we'll keep that on the dockets. We gotta, uh, we're gonna have to review all the, the, the elections and all that. We'll do it on a local level and a national level and take a look at some of that anyway. We need to do that either way. Yeah, we got a guest next week, I believe it is. Well, hopefully. Hopefully next week, and I think she's gonna add some content to some of those uh oh yeah i know you're talking about i think that's the following week but yeah yeah that's dope yeah um last thing man i don't know if you saw this video of uh that came out from university of kentucky uh there's a white girl um and she is repeatedly calling this black woman that go to the school (laughs) black woman was like the ra something like that like the you know residential advisor type shit uh, worked in there, make sure everybody come in and got a fucking student ID, that kind of shit. Um, and white girls just, I don't have to listen to you cause you're a nigger. And she's trying to swing on her and she's like biting people that's like cool out. She biting them and shit. And she's just nigger, 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 nigger. You're a nigger. She's drunk. You're a nigger, 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 nigger. And 
The black girls is like trying to keep her calm. Yes. Like she's just like just like, oh, you know, stop like and somebody's recording this with who's the comedian to be like, oh nigga hit now. Nigga hit now. Nigga's I don't know, I but I have seen it. Like you 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 asked for it. Man, look. They did at some point a university officer did show up, arrested the white girl, well, at least detained the white girl handcuffed. I think she was arrested um and charged with something. And the university did put out a statement condemning her behaviors and, you know, emphasizing the safety of all students. Um that was at the University of Kentucky. <sighs> Again, this blatant racism and how emboldened people are it's getting to younger and younger generations. That's college. We just got done talking about high school. You know what I mean? Like it's it's getting it's not getting to younger and younger generations, bro. Mm-hmm. It's it's some people say that shit is in your DNA. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like this is you're bred this way. You That's might what it conceal is. it. You say she was drunk. Now this is what she always thinks. Drunken mind, sober thoughts. I say it all the time. Yeah, it's not getting younger. This is who the f- this is what it is. Yeah. We're the ones who confuse. This is what the fuck it is. This is what it is, Jack. Right? Even in the context of her saying nigga, 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 nigga. That's how we identify racism. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. We don't identify racism as miseducation. Yeah. We don't identify racism as, as you know, you ain't got no goddamn grocery store in your community. Right. We don't identify racism as we ain't had a trauma center in Chicago since fucking Ben Wilson. Right. We don't identify, you know what I mean? Right. We don't identify those things as racist tropes. I've been on the West Side a whole lot because I got this opportunity on the West Side for the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. <laughs> Gee, I am in amazement. I am in awe of how disrespectful the fucking police are on the west side. Mm. I ain't never seen nothing like it. Mm. Never, nothing. Gee, I couldn't even fathom how reckless this shit is. Mm. I, I, I've, not, I've been over there for two weeks straight. Mm-hmm. It ain't been one day that I've been over there that I've not seen at least six police cars with people pulled over. Mm-hmm. And I don't what time of day it is. Mm-hmm. And the west side ain't all that big, mm-hmm. right? But how they police black people on the west side is like an overseer. Mm. It's amazing to me. And you know, I break the law every time I drive. So I be very conscious of how this shit is playing out. You understand right. what I'm saying? Right. But it's just, it's still just fucking amazing to me. Yeah. Right? Then when we think about the context of how the difference between black people on the west side and the south side, right? The black people on the south side, at least stereotypically, mm-hmm. are a little more upwardly mobile. Yeah. And their responses are a little different. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they don't have the same level of freedoms to treat us in our communities that way. Right. But the downtrodden, lesser resourced of us, how they treat them black people over there is fucking amazing to me, dog. Mm-hmm. It's a different planet. Mm-hmm. It's just on the other side expressway, my G. Mm-hmm. This shit different, bro. Hey, man. I- we don't even deem that as racist. That's normal. Yeah. We, we normalize a lot of shit. And so whether it's the, that, that kind of behavior on the west side, whether it's uh, fucking two students at University of Kentucky. We normalize that kind of shit. And while just, simultaneously. I gotta just adjust to this behavior. While simultaneously not understanding the larger picture at play when in terms, when it's time, when it's time to condemn somebody like Kyrie Irving. You know what I'm saying? You normalize this bullshit. You normalize it so much that when somebody is unwilling to go with the flow of this shit, you like, nigga, you crazy. Nigga, you an idiot. Them white folks giving you $40 million a year to hoop and Nike giving you whatever to wear their shoes and then they pull their shoes and shit too. 
But to the Kanye point too, though, right? Mm-hmm. And even back to the T.I. making the whole song about Charleston White. Mm-hmm. None of you motherfuckers condemn Lil Baby. Mm-hmm. None of you motherfuckers condemn the dress wearing rapper boy that's in jail right now, Young Thug. Yeah. And yeah. I, I ain't, you know, I ain't spewing nothing wrong about that. Well, yes, I am. None of you can deal, condemn drill music. None of you condemn exactly what Kanye was arguing. This shit is perpetuating death cycles in our community and nobody says shit. Mm-hmm. But you offended this white man and everybody got something to say all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You support drill music. You support, we hear that in your background and your yeah. workouts, right? But nobody has nothing to say about that shit. And that shit is perpetuating cycles of death in our communities. Yeah. Hey, that's interesting to me, Jim. Wild as fuck, man. We got a slide. Appreciate y'all so much for tuning in to this edition of Herb and Two. We're back here on Friday for Relationship Friday edition of Herb and Two. As always, we appreciate you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Shout out to E4O. Shout out to Jake for doing all the hard work behind the camera for Two. My name is Herb. Y'all be good to each other. Salam alaikum. Peace. Peace.